All right. My can ahead of time. Yes, it's 8.09. I don't have a physical timer here, but we'll just know once we see it's 9.10 that it's time to wrap it up. I'll start one, too, once you tell me you're recording. I'm recording. Or once you hit the music. It's time. It's time. Welcome to a new series of 90s schmaltz, where two 90s guys do a belly flop on media and pop culture from the 90s. We'll give 110% talking about trends, fads, and speed through the yada yada yada. I feel like I still need to work on that intro, but... You can always replace it entirely and then... Well, we'll replace it for the next one, I guess. The important thing here with all this is just to do it. 110%. I'm Jeff. (laughs) And I'm Ned. (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's been a while since i've done this i guess oh no oh i'm confused i don't know how i feel about the sound clip (laughs) board i I probably can't be trusted with it so uh we'll we'll figure it out i i have like one or two places where i I did pick things that i actually want to use okay that i think will uh delight you or will delight a listener but that is uh, something that we won't know if no one ever tells us, if they never <laughs> review us on their podcast app of choice. I think or... we do have some reviews out there now, finally. But uh... Oh, well, I haven't read them, and I never will, to preserve my ego. Well, in that case, if you don't like what I've done in the format or anything else, please let us know by leaving a review on your podcast app of choice or emailing us at 90schmaltz at gmail.com. That's 90SCHMALTZ at gmail.com. We did get that one email from that one guy that we know. Oh, yeah. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. There he is. Thanks. You know who you are, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. How have things been? They've been, uh, yeah, they've been good. Yeah. Since this episode is also probably going to come out before some other ones were recorded. The idea here with that I've been. What I've been thinking about is that, you know, we get paralyzed somewhat in the edit and the research uh, and doing something a little more off the cuff, although we already had the bonus episodes, but doing something a little more off the cuff might also be something we could do on stream or something of some description like that. Uh, so we're going to try it out. See how we yeah, like we'll try it. a few of these things out. Yeah. Either way, you've got some content. Here it is. Let us know in the email. We should set up one of those... Um... Phone boxes, mail boxes. That'd be great. You want to get some voicemails? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to hear from some people. Well, well, I don't want to hear from my real voicemail, like if I owe somebody money from a, a collector. But I, I do want to hear from people who might listen to the show. I haven't. I don't know that I've gotten a real voicemail, except I think my vet left a message recently because at least he got another tooth out. But other than that, they're all those three-second long blank ones. I don't know if you get those. Oh, I get them. Yeah. And I've been getting those spam calls that are like a local number these days, too. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, they got their your local exchange. It, that's always funny to me. They do a call with your local exchange as if uh, you only talk to people on landlines. <laughs> like, you know, with a cell phone, the fact, I, the fact that I found like a cell phone local exchange brother once was very exciting to me. But otherwise, it's just they're random numbers. So the fact that it looks like my number is immediately suspicious. It is. And it should tell me who's calling, honestly, in this day and age. 
if there's no name assigned to it, I can promise you I'm never going to pick up the phone. Yeah. I know there was, I think Mischief did a project where you could click a button to do a robocall to tell someone to end robocalling. Because the oh, way it fun. works is that there's a loophole where as long as a person is involved and presses the button to start the call, it is not considered automated, so it's not banned. Oh, my God. I believe that's, like, why we're in the situation that we're in. But I'm not a legislative expert, so I could be wrong, too. I maybe shouldn't trust the weird art collective that made the visual novel text preparation software <laughs> and those giant weird boots that they make. Uh, but I do love the work that they do. So what exactly are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about a bunch of things. We got, uh, uh, we'll probably talk about slang terms from the 90s. And then uh, we wanted to cover some some news and happenings in the 1990s. Because it was actually more interesting looking up than I thought it would be. Yeah, we really just wanted this one to be more of a media, pop culture, just some miscellaneous. Um, because we never really talk about any of it. And it's all still so interesting. And we run into it on multiple occasions when we re research these shows, but because we only, you know, we try to cram as much as possible into an hour, we kind of gloss over most of that stuff. Yeah. Like if this episode, if I talk too much about the Soviet union, that's fine. It will be fine because we don't have anything else to get to. So, or I could tell you how just the other day I had a dream that Robert Picardo was my chiropractor. I'm a doctor, not a performer. I don't have time for such nonsense. Ah, uh, yes, the emergency medical hologram from yeah, Star he was Trek wearing the uniform and everything, and he got a really good pop. <laughs> Do you go to the chiropractor? I um, only when it gets really bad. Okay, I've never. I've had, always had really good luck when I was younger. If I would, I have like one disc in there that kind of will lock itself up, and I can sit on it and stretch and take a month to get better. Or I can go to the chiropractor my mother used to see starting in like 1988. And, Still uh, at it. Um, he can get me back in in like a week. Well, good for him. You yeah, just need someone only, to rip it out for you. Only one time did he ever hurt me. Literally one time. And it was awful. And I said to myself, <laughs> I would never go see him again. And, and then, then after two or three days and the swelling went down, I felt great. All right. Well. It's still kind of a scary prospect sometimes when you think about it. When it's the hologram doing it, they will be better at it. They will not hurt you at all. He's kind of, his personality is kind of like the hologram too. Robert Ricardo as the hologram. Uh, confident, smarmy. He is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's fast talking. He's like in and out. I mean, he's, uh, only as of COVID have I realized how uh, kooky he kind of is. Because before you'd never spend enough time with him yeah. to ever pick up on that. And now... Uh, Things slowed down during COVID because I did hurt myself then. And he kind of talked about a few things and you're just kind of like, okay, yeah. Some doctors be weird, man. Well, I don't know. Are they real doctors? Yeah, well, I'm not going to get into that. This isn't the chiropractor <laughs> tear down stream. That's, uh, we'll do that later. I mean, I'll definitely talk about it. On our pseudoscience episode. This is a good dream. I was thinking that sometimes it's really boring to talk about your dreams, right? Because you're just talking about a bunch of nonsense. And how it didn't yeah, make or you sense. can't remember most of it. And that one I can remember very vividly, and I had it, and I, I hardly ever have them anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's always good when you can do the elevator pitch of your weird dream, where you can say, like, oh, I went to the school play, and they moved it next door without telling me, so I was on stage alone crying. 
Yeah, see, that's interesting. It's then when you would say, oh, I went to the school play and it slowly drifted into where I was. That The school play was on at a Walmart and it was going through the... <laughs> My favorite was where I had a very vivid dream. It was a Mad Max style car chase through the desert and it was to save Santa Claus's Chinese food restaurant. Oh, that's fun. And I remember it ended with a basketball coming towards my face, which is how a lot of the dreams that I do remember end, they end with a basketball hitting me in the face. I used to have a dream where a T-Rex would chase me. Oh, yeah. For years upon years upon years. You watched Jurassic Park? uh, As a kid, and ever since that, I was always chased by... Gave you nightmares. A thing. I used to have a very dark shadow that would... uh, The sleep paralysis. That took me a long time to get out of. Oh, that's no good. I never Uh, had that. It was always weird. I do sometimes hear that explosion. Do you ever get the explosion as you fall asleep? Yes. Only now that I'm older. Yeah. I would get that, and when we were in drum corps, I would get my feet would start moving, I think, because I was thinking about drill. Only on the bus for me for that one. I don't know if you did it while you were flying. No, I'd kick my feet in the sleeping bag and wake myself up. Um, I do want to do, to start this, I think we our early segment should be, let's do top grossing movies. Let's do January 1990. We'll do top grossing movies, and then let's do a week for the top billboard. All right. Um, if you want to do, you want to do movies, or you want to do the billboard, what, you want to pick a date for billboard? I don't know. Do that I'll, I'll pick uh, January 16th. All right. So we'll, I'll find January I don't know what the last day of that is. I have to look it up first. All right. But you want to get, you all start on the top grossing movies? Yeah. So I put them in uh, the top order. In so top to order. bottom. Yeah. All right. Top is born on the 4th of July. Which That's... I did not remember. <laughs> I remember the name, but I then I thought of three or four different movies instead of it. Uh, it's the biography of Ron Kovic, paralyzed in the Vietnam War, becomes an anti-war and pro-human rights political activist after feeling betrayed by the country for which he fought. Directed by Oliver Stone and starring Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise won a Golden Globe for that. I know it has Tom Cruise in it, but I immediately just thought of A Few Good Men, I think, first. You did. And then uh, Jerry Maguire, just because that's what I think of when I think of Tom Cruise. And, <laughs> um, you can't handle the truth. I can handle the truth. Which is probably on our quote list. It probably is. Uh, War of the Roses, directed by Danny DeVito, starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. I watched it last night because apparently I had nothing else better to do. Um, it is it is like the original. It's Well, it's not the original, but it is a 1990s dark comedy. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch that clip I told you to? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, the bidet part specifically or the the, the bidet part specifically yeah. because of how they shot that yeah it's just michael uh <laughs> michael douglas uh washing his junk in a bidet but he slowly like you watch him from the back and he just slowly moves down gingerly <laughs> doing it well you get, so you get the, the crack in the the butt and you can see that they've pulled his balls up <laughs> Well, you don't. I mean, it's one of those things. I think we should show everyone's everything. I, I think the if the problem is that we're uh, exploiting women by showing too much, we should show more men instead of removing the women. No, yeah, that's what maybe. I think. More nudity in every movie. 
so you watch the whole movie, yeah. So the it's interesting because there's that framing mechanism in it of Danny DeVito talking to his client, right? And did you recognize the client? I did not. Well, he he looked like somebody I knew, but I didn't look him up this time. It's Dan Castellaneta. You know who that is? I probably do, but you know how I am with names. All right, here you go. Uh huh. Oh, twenty dollars. I wanted a peanut. Yes. Okay. It's the Simpsons voice man, but he doesn't say a word in that entire movie, I believe. He does not. He just yeah. sits there, shakes He's... his head. I think he drinks some whiskey. Uh-huh. He's a man getting a divorce, which is a... Well, Danny's trying to talk him out of getting the divorce yeah, by telling lawyer. him the worst story ever about a divorcing couple. And man, are they terrible fucking people. And Michael Douglas is the worst of the two. I didn't watch that. Michael Douglas is a real good dirtbag. I hate him in so many of his movies he was so good in this they just, both were i don't like him at all kathleen turner is great i, I you know and a lot of her younger stuff i feel like i don't she never always fit those roles but as she got a little older and a little plumper and her voice does that really raspy thing she's just so iconic she got real weird did you ever see serial mom i don't know if i did that's on the server you should watch it it's a strong okay. recommend i believe it's a john waters film Oh, it's well, a okay. suburban serial killer movie starring Kathleen Turner. I can imagine the the weirdness. Probably another dark comedy, I would assume. Oh, though. yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. Uh, and then Danny DeVito and Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Uh, did you ever watch Romancing the Stone? Or the no. sequel, Jewel of the Nile? Those are pretty okay, too. They're, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like some of it's a little problematic. In the, especially Jewel of the Nile has a lot of orientalism that's maybe a little out of place especially mm. given like how late it was made but uh it's also very strange and delightful and danny devito's in that as well i guess danny devito and michael douglas lived together in the 60s or something did they yeah there was a lot of chemistry in this movie actually yeah i think they all work together well that's why they uh made three or four movies together probably makes right sense after the other i know in um Kathleen Turner came back in that Michael Douglas, uh, the Kapinski method or whatever it's called on Netflix, which was pretty good. I don't know if you watched that. Nope. That's the first season of that is like one of the better things that has come out of Netflix. All right. Well, uh, maybe it I'll goes watch downhill it a little bit afterwards, but the last season ends up being during COVID. So like they're missing people and stuff. Did Danny DeVito direct anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. He directed quite a few things. It's fun seeing old Danny DeVito when he's kind of a normal level of dirtbag. He, Matilda, he always yeah. has always looked kind of old, though, just because of how he yeah, he's, a strange, he's a strange-looking man. He got well, very he's... lucky that he was able to get into Hollywood before it was only beautiful people. A <laughs> man who looked the way he did, still acting. He, he's just so charming, too, for what he is. Yeah, and this is so War of the Roses would have been right before uh, he was uh, the Penguin. He's got 145 actor credits with 23 director credits. Death to Smoochie is one of them. If I you love remember Death that to one. Smoochie, man. Yeah. I'm, Throw Mama from the Train. That was a failure, but I loved it. Uh, Matilda. I love that one, too. Uh, next on the list is Tango and Cash, directed by Randy Feldman, starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. It's the normal. That's not Turner and Hooch, right? It is not. Okay, then I haven't seen it. I love Kurt Russell. Sylvester Stallone is a little hit and miss for me. That's. I always thought it was funny that there was that argument, especially this time period, that uh, between Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
because for me there's absolutely no contest there at all Arnold Schwarzenegger is a far more charming interesting person and Sylvester Stallone is a weird you know what though I think Stallone's a better actor though sometimes he is uh, well I mean as I mean, they've lately, aged for sure but yeah I get what you're saying lately no uh I don't like looking at Sylvester Stallone anymore he had that movie Oklahoma I'm movie that television short ter- television series with Oklahoma or whatever it is is he does quite well in that it's gonna take this back a little bit because the movie is it Oscar 1991 yeah it's a stupid 1920s period piece directed by John Landis it's a pretty solid comedy and he does a good job of holding it all together he doesn't have to do much uh, Stallone or yeah Oh, okay. Stone is like the central character, but he's not actually doing much of... Th- I found it delightful. Um, Tango and Crash. Ca- excuse me. Tango and Cash. It's like a buddy cop yeah. film or whatever it is. It's also got like Terry Hatcher and Jack uh, Palance and James Hahn uh, in it. But um, yeah. Jack Palance, the guy who hosted Ripley's Believe It or Not on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, that's what you remember him from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that and I think Hawk the Slayer. Oh, the only thing I can think of him from most of the time is City Slickers, and I feel bad about that. I don't know that I've actually watched City Slickers all the way through. I get that confused with Bushwhacked with Daniel Stern, and it is definitely not that. No, they're they're <laughs> they're different movies. All right, and then we've got Always. Yeah, Always is a Spielberg flick that's a little interesting. I've never heard of this one. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I'll read that synopsis. I'll pull it up right. on the to spirit give more. of a recently deceased expert pilot mentors a newer pilot. While watching him fall in love with the girlfriend that he left behind. Starring Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. It's also got Holly Hunter, Brad Johnson, um, John Goodman, Keith David, apparently Audrey Hepburn. I said that already. Wow. I don't know if you said that. I don't I know I don't think I you would have because I was surprised Probably wouldn't have said, it. yeah. <laughs> but I also am not the best at paying attention, so I'm not going to put it past us. <laughs> <laughs> I might watch this one next. Was I don't it? know. Always? From all the big budget Spielberg flicks, this is not something that <clears throat> pops up in my mind. I generally do. I mean, Spielberg's Spielberg. So, like, we can't say that he's bad, but. Right. There's there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I mean, Ready Player One is a, a dreadful film. And I've like, never no, seen amount it. Of, no amount of directing can save it. But every time I go back, I mean, I watched, what's the Evil Truck movie? Dra- no, it's, uh, it's not Drive. <laughs> Duel. Duel was great. 58 d- movies directed. Yeah. And I mean, most of these are movies that you remember and grew up watching and enjoying. He also directed an episode of Columbo, which we're going to have to maybe Columbo. look into when we get to that. There's a lot of Columbo. That's something that I started watching, but each episode is, I want to say, over an hour long. They're long. It's like watching a British series, except instead of being three episodes long, they're 20 episodes long seasons. It's a lot of content to get through. Um, And then the last movie on the list for the top five is The Little Mermaid. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know. The Disney version. Um, And then from that week, it's the week of January 20th, 1990, and the billboard number one is Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? And I wonder, if, since nobody listens to this, maybe we can get away with just putting the tiny little bit of the opener in there. I'm sure we could. And honestly, yeah, sure uh, could. a clip is, is fair use. We're commenting on it. 
I think it sounds true. I think it sounds fine. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing against it, but I'm not going to be listening to it on my own time. <laughs> So I wanted to. Do you want to go into movie quotes or? Um, for, from here, I think we're good because I think you know we can do whatever. Or if you want to do um, the next little bit where we just do those news things, and that's like our maybe that's our format. We do intro news and top five. All right, well, or, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask this question that I want to get into at some point: Is when do the '90s start and when do the '80s end? <clears throat> And I just want you to January first, nineteen ninety. Well, you son of a bitch, that's not right. <laughs> that can't be it. I feel like it the nineties start easy. right at the end of eighty nine because a lot of the movies that we think of from early nineties also like four of the movies on our top five came out November, December, nineteen eighty nine. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because you you pulled that. Was that the? the I took January. I just did January. Yeah, that was January nineteen ninety. So of course, yeah. the top movies are going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, it this makes is the sense, way it but, was back then. I also think that for me, I think it's the end of 89 is the start of the 90s and the end of 99 is the start of the 2000s. Wrong. It's 9-11 is the end. That's, I'll never, I'll never change that opinion. Uh, but as far as the beginning. 9-11 is the end of the 90s. Yeah. 9-11, 2001. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I was like, in did 2001, you, the 90s ended. It? Okay. I'm just making sure you didn't I can forget. almost see that culturally, though, because really that's just like a. That's when culture, like movies, changed. Like everything that was being made was changed into something different. Yeah. Uh, it's it definitely made a big difference on media. I don't know that. Like something made in 2000 feels that much different from like. I would have to say then. The the 90s didn't start until maybe like 92 or 93. I think so too. I think that the early 90s were very late. 80s yeah. the late 80s and the early 90s have a lot in common and the because the early 80s are where you get that more like madonna pop uh michael jackson pop uh like weird gonzo aesthetic and that's then, a fun question actually to just kind of sit on that so and yeah think about it keep that in mind think thing uh let us know in the comments <laughs> like go to the comments maybe so, like and I'll subscribe i'll figure out how to put a poll on uh spotify or something yeah that's one of those things that's like less of a poll i i want to you need to because you need to explain what your answer is you need to explain yeah it would be nice to actually hear some sort of philosophy on this one yeah i'm also i'm i'm willing to as we uh let's go through these news stories you pulled yeah i i mean i just pulled real brief ones yeah let me Um, uh let me let me move this one Right, so we started. I only did January. Yeah, just January because we're just uh, we just said let's just start at the beginning of if we're pulling news articles and we'll just talk through a given like month or quarter of time. Yeah, I might switch the quarter or something. We'll but figure we're, it out. We're we're doing January here, so January. But the less 18th. time we take, the more because what happens when we we run out? Right. Uh, so we gotta let's do a day. So then 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 we'll know that we have. 3,600 episodes worth of content. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to listen to us talk <laughs> for that to, long. Do you want to listen to the, the CNN minute? <laughs> I think um, 12 minute times minute. 10 is more than enough. We go minute, minute by minute through the coverage of CNN throughout the 90s. 
Um, actually, January 3rd. I forgot about that. So the United States invasion of Panama. I forgot. And then on this. January 4th, Gen- General Manuel Noriega uh, surren- surrendered to. Um, yep. That's uh, Operation yeah. Just Cause. What a fun time. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's. You know, you think about stuff like. Because one of my answers for when the 90s starts was going to be the Gulf War. Which does kind of make sense, too. It's like this time where, uh, because that was where we definitively moved out of the Cold War. But it's like, but on the other hand, now that I see this, we've just been doing stuff like that all the time. So it's not even that big a deal. It's not. And also, the Gulf War started, I think, in 90. 91. I think it started in 90. January 17th, 1991. Hmm. All right. I know. Do you want to hear the... I believe I told this story. Maybe not. Uh, so forgive me if you've heard this before. But the my sixth birthday, January 16th, 1991, was my... It was the horrible, no good, very bad day. Because I had broken my leg sledding in December. So I was hobbling around on my tiny little crutches. And then I had to go to the doctor because I got sick on my birthday. And then while we were sitting in the waiting room, my first baby tooth fell out. And then the news came on and we had uh, invaded Iraq. The oh, Gulf wow. War had broken out. They, so they, my mom was watching the Gulf War coverage while we sat in the... Because the, at the pediatric child... Uh, the pediatric doctor, they had two waiting areas. One for the kids who were actually sick and then the fun waiting room. Which had like a big fort feet to climb in and stuff. So I had I remember specifically the couple of times I had to sit in the actual unhappy waiting room, and that was <laughs> one of them. I did while you were regaling me with your lovely story. Thank you. I pulled it up for the timeline, and so Iraq invaded Kuwait in ninety yes. in August. Okay, so the Gulf War itself began in nineteen ninety, yes. but we didn't get involved into ninety one, which is what you're specifically. Well, the Gulf up, War was of the us, cultural change. Was was the. Uh, the coalition and the and the Gulf War and it's, I mean you can make a lot of arguments here because the Gulf War is what led to uh, like Islamist anger in America and you know which led to the complete change at the end of the next decade. So I think that's a that's a that's what I'm leaning towards, but I could be convinced. I think it's probably a little bit later than that, but yeah, because we didn't have. Uh, we didn't have red Game Boys right yet, so it couldn't have been we the did 90s. Not. We didn't have clear Game Boys. Uh, on a lighter news headline, on January 18th, Washington, D.C. Mayor Marion Barrier was arrested in a drug enforcement sting. Um, basically, in 1990, he was arrested for crack cocaine possession in an FBI sting operation. Then D.C. Mayor Marion Barry famously said of his fame, of his former girlfriend. Bitch set me up. Yeah. <laughs> On the news. Now, now I want to say, yeah, because uh, the, the important part This of, regionally was, you know, you yeah, knew oh, about this regionally. That's yeah, very funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, the important part of the story, though, is that Marion, that was not Marion Barry's last time being mayor. <laughs> he was reelected <laughs> in 1995. So, and then he was on the DC Council. What a what a classic! Not a too classic, far off from current times, man. Yeah, it's true. Um, January 21st, John McEnroe becomes the first ever player to be expelled from the Australian Open. 
I had to look that up because I don't know uh, most of those words. I oh, assume yeah, well, it's a sports. Yeah, ten, tennis. Ah, so and it's actually, McEnroe's been in the news again <laughs> recently because of um, oh god, I don't even remember what's on right now. So I'm whatever, but he got COVID and he can't do his um, um, his sportscaster duties. Oh, very sad. So people were sad that he wasn't there to talk about the tennis. Well, um, I had sad. the January 20th, the 47th Golden Globes, and so born we, on the 4th of July. Should we say why he got expelled so that you don't have to look it up like I did? Uh, you can. Yeah, he smashed his racket a couple times. Yes, he did. Yeah, and I guess that's not... I don't know what Bad else... Bad sport's been like. I, I'm i not entirely sure what else you do in tennis, so that seems silly to me. Uh, it's like you, most you of the game for me over is... A net. No, most of the game for me is smashing rackets. Tennis is pretty interesting to watch, but I know that you're not a big sports person. <laughs> I get I get bored really fast. Yeah, I can get that. I can I can enjoy watching sports, uh, but it's the the challenge for me is that you could be sitting down for a couple hours where almost nothing interesting happens. I think it's the only reason, and I know a lot of Americans hate it, but I think that's why I can get into um, football or soccer because there's something that's going on constantly because I, yeah. I fall off very quickly in American football because there's too many commercials. So for me, I get distracted very easily. Yeah, it's the equivalent and of having of picking up your phone over and over again. It's it's the truth. So for me, I, I'll spend the whole season just watching uh, replays because it's basically they take the whole game and they squirrel it down into 11, 12 minutes, which is kind of all the game time there is in a game anyway. Yeah. So I love it that way. But um, I've been watching yeah. some. There's a I think it's called Secret Base on YouTube that does these incredibly well researched, uh, incredibly detailed sports videos, and they've just they're doing like. It's like episode five about just about the Minnesota Vikings. What's the, it? And they're What's like the long secret called? base. Secret base. And uh, that stuff's great. Old sports was also more interesting. I could see being more interested in sports. It was more like it was in the 70s for me. I don't know, because they weren't as good in the 70s. No, I know. They were bad, but then they were like weird, <laughs> weirdly bad and also like angry and uh, messy that's so way more interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely interesting, I guess, for the nonsense. But um, And then the last headline that I have for January is January 31st, the first McDonald's opens in the Soviet Union in Moscow. And uh, when did they... They probably closed last year, right? <laughs> I think all the... I know with the Ukraine invasion that a lot of uh, restaurants that were franchisees had their franchise agreement ended they did yeah and so they became like these new strange russian only chains i think Domino's just pulled out i just heard a fun fact i speaking of the soviet union russia is that um they had some old subs or something that they were submarines that they didn't need anymore and they were trying to like become you know the new part of new the new global economy and so they they traded those subs to pepsi for distribution rights recently in no this is in like 19 in the 90s i believe oh right they did do this yeah they saw i think yeah. they sold so the aircraft at one point, carrier pepsi, too pepsi had one of the biggest navies in the world it did yes <laughs> which is just a lovely fact you know i, I talk about 
I've talked about Coca-Cola and uh, Seagram's is the one where they they just uh, at some point they decide I don't want to make uh, making drinks is great and I'm good at it uh, so I'm going to start an entertainment wing and then the entertainment wing just hemorrhages money until it either collapses Seagram's or Coke has to sell it at a significant loss to get out of it hmm. and it's uh you know I think Navy's a better one if you're gonna but but thinking about the horizons. Pepsi Navy, the Pepsi Navy thing too. I believe um, in the mid '90s they were also like auctioning off their like tickets or like bottle caps. You could win a jet, oh, like yeah. a fighter jet. Sure. Um, and I think there was a college student or a high school student who worked their butt off to get it, and they got all of the tickets, but they didn't win the prize. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure believe. there's a documentary for it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was on Netflix. So you guys can go do with that as you please. I'm not going to watch any of those, any of the documentaries that they, they're making about products now. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the, I'm not going to watch the Jordans movie. I'm not going to watch the Palm Pilot movie. The Tetris one was pretty good. I'm not, I want to watch any of them. Tetris is no. an interesting one because it's actually uh, like a weird history story because Good for that Soviet I mean, computer man. I'm sure that none of it was true, but Taron Egerton was really good in it. I think uh, the Tetris story is interesting enough that I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. You know, there's like a Tetris Global Council that I believe it makes sure that you're not just making Tetris without paying the money for Tetris. Um, you have an article in here. You want to get to that one? What is that? The Soviet Union one? Yeah, you want to do that, even though it's not for Yeah, January. sure. So, uh, in speaking about Soviet Union, M McDonald's Moscow, uh, I think I another strong end point or beginning point for the 90s is the collapse of the Soviet Union, I think. Yeah. Somewhere in between, and you can figure out which, which event in that transition zone that you like best. It's like, do you like the... Berlin Wall falling, is that the end of the 80s? Uh, or do you wait until the Soviet Union actually collapses or dissolves in the late 1991? Uh, but yeah, so the first... So I, would, I looked this up. So Lithuania was the first constituent part of the Soviet Union that, that said, I... Now what did they do? Because Estonia was the first one. It, okay, so yes. Uh, Lithuania is the first one that said it was independent. They were the first one to become independent. But before Which was that, like their the, fifth time stating that. By the, the other way. thing, that the way the Soviet Union worked is so all the Warsaw Pact countries that were like Poland and East Germany, they were just able to say, once the Soviets stopped pushing down on them, they were able to just say like, oh, we're not communist anymore. And then just do whatever they want afterwards they were able to become democratic and just do things but the countries like ukraine lithuania estonia and latvia and turkmenistan kazakhstan georgia azerbaijan armenia all were technically part of the soviet union and but they were autonomous what uh, autonomous social autonomous soviet socialist republics and so the beginning of the end for the soviet union was they didn't declare independence, but they started saying that we're sovereign, so we're going to make our own decisions. And then they would negotiate with the Soviet Union from that position. Yeah, I think that they were in control after, of their own territory. 
after Lithuania was it might have been Azerbaijan and then yeah because Estonia was the first one to to declare sovereignty okay over themselves and uh, Lithuania Estonia and Latvia all were the first ones to do all of these things because they never really wanted to be part of the Soviet Union man you uh, really fell down a hole the other day when we were talking about this yeah well it's, <laughs> I, I I realized that it's like I don't actually know the timeline of the Soviet Union falling apart. And the thing that's interesting too is that uh, the the death knell of it. So there was a there was a coup in ninety one that was uh, the Soviet Union for basically trying to take back control of Russia, I think. And this is something I should probably look up more before I talk about it. But uh, after that, that's when Russia had its own election and then just declared itself sovereign over itself. So the Soviet Union ceased to be sovereign over anything. Mm. and that was that was the essential end and after that it was, it was all like just de- de- december 25th it was all just 91 details. or something that's when right? they that's when they signed all the contracts to like ratify what had already happened mm. but it was like it's, right after christmas it's june 12th is russia day when they oh. declared themselves to be separate from the soviet union i just remember they did that thing where they lowered the hammer and sickle like the day after christmas or something yeah. like that that was that was them like essentially ratifying they, they were the all end. signed. All the countries came together and basically signed a treaty saying the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, right? Uh, I see. Because uh, before that, there was essentially just like this. It, it's It would be like all the states saying there's no federal government anymore. And then, uh, like, what happens to the federal government once no one believes in it anymore? It's like a fairy. Where does it go? But there's still all this like. this reading you did, all I feel like I did was watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting. It's the Soviet Union, you know, and I, I did. I brought a sound clip uh, for this. <laughs> Goodbye, beautiful baby. We'll miss you. Dostvanya. Dostvanya. Yeah. Dostvanya. That's it. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know what? I, I'm sorry to say, guys, I don't, it didn't work out. The dissolving of the Soviet <laughs> Union really, I mean, so, much of it did, but the Russian part, uh, I'm not really happy about how that turned out. I, there well, was, I was watching a video. I've been watching a lot of, I'm very invested in the uh, Ukraine war and uh, learning more about russia generally and there was a clip with boris yeltsin who was the two main boris gorbachev was the soviet premier that kind of did the stuff that ended up leading to the collapse of the soviet union by basically because everything was terrible and he said okay we got to talk more about it and maybe do something about it and that's when everyone said okay let's do uh the thing where we end it uh but and then Boris Yeltsin was the guy who, in opposition to uh, Gorbachev, as on the other side, he wanted things to go faster. Uh, he's the one who was elected to Russia and then made Russia say, we're not the Soviet Union anymore. We're hmm. independent, sovereign Russia. And then he was the first, I think, democratic president of Russia. But because uh, that Soviet national anthem with different words is the Russian national anthem. Because Putin brought it back in about in 2000, 2001. And 
when he first did it, they had Yeltsin there at a ceremony, and he he is visibly distraught about it. Interesting. So he's like, oh, it's coming back. Huh? He's unhappy that you're already moving back towards the, the Soviet way of doing things. Yeltsin's a character, man. You know about his DC pizza incident? Uh, he's had a lot of weird things. He, he is quite a character. It's my favorite one. In 1994, Secret Service agents discovered Yeltsin alone on Pennsylvania Avenue, dead drunk, clad in his underwear, yelling for a taxi. And when uh, this this was an interview with Clinton, when when asked when Clinton was asked how the situation ended, the president shrugged and said he got his pizza. So, Apparently, okay. it happened again the next night, and they almost shot him because they were they didn't know who he was. He was like approaching a checkpoint. Seriously? Yeah. Oh wow! It was a near incident. He had some severe drinking problems. Well, he was Russian. Yeah. Well, it's even for them. But you know. The more I learn about their history and read about him, he seems, he seems all right. <laughs> but and that's all right, the, you want to move on to our last little thing we wanted to get to? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. This is the you want to talk about? Uh, tell me what we're talking about. I want to talk about like the miscellaneous movie quotes and how some of these are overused. Good. What I, you remember? What you used? I opened the the next two, uh, the second two. If you want to open the other ones. Yeah, I actually two. have them all open. So great, I'll do. I'll do the the two. So you give me a few. I mean, without even reading through. Well, I already read through these, so I guess I can't do anything for that. But um, yeah, Hakuna Matata. Alrighty then. Uh, Man, show me the oh, money. I'll tell you. I just watched Ace Ventura again. Did you? Yeah. How's that hold that up? That movie's. Uh, I mean the the uh, the gay panic. Not so much. Mm. Not so much as funny. Uh, but the movie itself is pretty great. Ace Ventura 2 as well. I had a great time watching both of those again. It was one of those situations, though, that is strange about modern cable. We were at the beach, so we had cable on. We were at the beach, so we had cable on. And it's the thing where like the cable channel just shows the same thing over and over again. And I don't understand why you would pay this much money for something. That does this, oh. like the Discovery Channel just shows one show a day. I don't know the last time I watched cable. Even when I go to my dad's, I feel like we just watch like streaming things and or off the Comcast box. Yeah. Like, but it's you bizarre. just open what you want to watch. It's bizarre. The, the way channels work is that it's like if you don't want to watch the thing they're showing that day, you just got to find another channel. You're out of luck. Interesting. But I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, the do not go in there scene is very funny still very funny there's one do not go in there when people come out of the bathroom yeah that's always funny Uh, because he he comes out just absolutely wrecked and wet and it's a nice restaurant and he says do not go in there it's uh it's one of those things that if you i can't believe that was marketed as a kid's movie (laughs) though why did we what was it about the 90s where they didn't like understand what was appropriate and what wasn't i don't know they could get away with just open media at that point where they were just trying to figure it out and we really grew up in a time when everybody died in kids movies and um there were just a lot of inappropriate things because what was it rated i think there were penises drawn into a little mermaid or something like that where they had to go back in and fix things after the the castle yeah i think yeah 
I just wanted to know what Ace Ventura was rated. Oh, what are you not going to tell me? Oh, forget it. <laughs> I've got I've got Ace Ventura Jr. on my uh, watch list though. Terrible modern remake. Uh, Fight Club. You yeah. don't talk about Fight Club. I see dead people. I mean, the Fight Club uh, one. No has, soup for you. The Fight Club one has uh, utility. I'll say. It's you. You can you can make some points with it. I mean, yeah, you can. That was the point of it, right? I like. Uh, I'll just say. Though, as a younger kid, I did not understand those until much later. I've got this one. The top twenty most iconic movie quotes from the nineties. I went to number one. And it says, after all, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And I was like, I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> then there's the other one where the Toy Story one is the top one to infinity and beyond. As a kid, you would say that all the time. But a kid, like that wasn't one of mine. But I knew, you know, you hung, you were there. You had younger cousins and stuff. Yeah. And that was a big one. I feel like the Ace Ventura one was a big one. And the funniest thing about that one is I think I partook, but I don't think I ever watched that movie in the 90s i yeah. didn't go watch that movie in the 2000s i read the i did not watch the the first one or the second one for until probably middle school but i did read the novelization of ace ventura when nature calls that i got from the book fair well that's fun yeah did it have bad words in it what when was how old were you at that point oh that's fifth grade my no, one not that i knew of my, my one um earliest memory of you know our friend in the other channel that we talk to all the time uh -huh. um he got yelled at by the librarian in class because she was doing like a sub thing because he was reading a book about aliens that had bad words in it and i remember <laughs> her yelling and he goes do your parents know you have that and all he said was yes yes <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna that's read my earliest words. memory I don't think, honestly, for a lot of these things, like, I never watched anything raunchy or maybe semi-inappropriate at home. I always had to do it at a friend's house. I just had to, for the worst stuff, I just had to watch it with my dad. I watched most of the cool 90s things, I think, in early 2000s when I was old enough that I could, you know, choose what I was doing. Yeah, seventh grade, my I would stay up late with my dad and watch South Park. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. That's another one as oh, yeah. we're talking about them. Yeah, yeah. Do you use any of these? Like, you, can, you some no. of them kind of stand up. The uh, what the one meme that still exists on the internet in some capacity is the overuse of "paint me like one of your French girls." Yeah, and by Felicia. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go, by Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That one stuck around for a while. They used it in Shrek. That'll do, donkey. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. Oh, I never really put that together. I never caught that reference. It was only like six years later. Yeah, that's funny to think about. I just heard the the partial footage of Chris Farley doing Shrek before he died. Oh, really? He got most of the way through through making it before he died. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I think I feel like I heard that somewhere, but you know what? I don't remember enough to actually agree to that. You can, I could have made it up. You can uh, find the recordings where and he's talking to eddie murphy and he's oh, doing that's cool it's i don't I, I i hate to speak ill of the dead but 
I think the not I think as the, good. I think the Mike Myers Scottish Shrek is a better Shrek. Probably is, but also part of our bias is the fact that that's the one you're used to. I just don't think it'd be as fun to say all the things without that bad Scottish accent. Mm. Like if you just if it was just uh in, like Van down by the river, get out of my swamp. <laughs> I don't think we'd be saying it as much. There's that other, I guess, talking Mike Myers too. What from? Uh, oh God, um, Wayne's World when they would do the knot that stuck around oh, for yeah. a long time too. Yeah, I that not. was now. So I think that was a reflection of something that was already happening. I don't know if that's maybe some people did start saying it because of that, but we were definitely doing knot jokes before Wayne's World. And let me just. Oh, I'm sure we were. I know there's a. Uh, but it's am I am I miss earring? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a not joke in Surf Ninjas. I know. There's a lot, but even if you want to sticking, talk about slang, uh, start with Surf Ninjas. Oh, I was just gonna say, sticking to Mike Myers, that man had a lot of quotes. Yeah, baby. Um, what the, you remember the one where they would do the the skit on NS uh, on NSL NSL SNL yeah. um, Saturday. where they were like the old ladies or whatever it was yeah 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 and in, in Yiddish or whatever they were like the Jewish ladies yeah I think some of that stuff stuck around oh yeah that's here it's on here the the the, the or whatever it is I was trying it's I shouldn't have pulled so many websites it's hard to read through all yeah of them you were talking. Uh, you really overdid it here but that's that's fine the the funny thing too is that there's all these the websites that you found these on i'm always fascinated at these you could tell they're ripping each other off oh right for sure. like it's all just it's someone wrote a top 20 popular lines from the 90s and then someone else is like doing a top 30 and they grab those 20 but then they add their own and then at some point or they it's just mix the them same up or, lists going over you, and over and over i mean i mostly just use it for the headline and the the actual things to remind me but if you read some of these segments too the writing is so bad it's like amateur seventh grade oh yeah well, written garbage yeah. <laughs> well it's because it i don't know if you've noticed like these comic book websites they just they have to post like a star wars ep- uh, article every day regardless of whether there's star wars news it's you want you need to have a keyword article for every topic every single day because you can look you at gotta like get those hits i don't i don't remember which one it was but I, I think i just looked up like Zack snyder's justice league one time and it was just like a day ago two days ago three days ago four days ago it's because they just they're just gonna they're gonna say something about it it's not yeah. even new or interesting. They're just saying they 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 got something new, and they're like, "This actor was in it, and he was in other things too." Can you believe it? Yeah, I can't read anytime. And when those headlines are are clickbaity, I just don't even bother. I've been having to tell. I'm trying to get Google to stop telling me about Star Wars because I don't care anymore. <laughs> and uh, like the Google TV recommends ah- Ahsoka, and I'm I don't want to watch that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch any of those. Uh, it needs to be recommending more to be trash to me, which is it started doing. But the You'll news, the Google News was telling me today about Minnesota's drought, and I was like, "How do you pick these? Like, you're, you're <laughs> like Star Wars and Minnesota, and so you don't want to see it, Star Wars anymore. So here's more Minnesota." 
I wonder for me, I get things from specific areas because of my VPN at work. Oh yeah, that's possible. So I wonder if that's part of it. Cause I don't use Google news anywhere, but on the, at work at home, I actually like use a few websites, but, um, I, I think that maybe that has to do with some of what you deal with. If you're using a VPN at work. Yeah, I don't think I am. And if I am, I'm, it's, I'm, it would probably be out of DC. So, and you know, I don't even know where I was going with this quote. The thing, internet. I, I, I just wanted to talk about. No, this. it's funny. I, I think, I think um, using movie quotes generally is, it seems silly now, now that I'm reading through all these. It is silly. Yeah. And I, mean, I can some remember. Of them are, some of them are some like, people you'll never like, take our freedom is uh that's a good, there's plenty of good jokes about that. But you know that there were always people who would like go hard on these, or they would have a movie that they would quote regularly in multiple iterations. Well, I mean, not specifically for the '90s, but like um, Anchorman, I can remember being oh, a yeah. very quoted. It, it used movie. to make more sense back when we had away messages to put on our oh, yeah. mail instant messenger, and then you could you could put whatever you wanted. You'd put song lyrics and quotes. And... Well, in the end. Show me the money is the most overused movie quote. I don't. Really, I don't even know what it means. It's from Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I, I've got seven copies of it. I never watched it. Oh, they do. It's from the scene where it's like they got the the contract or whatever it is, and they just keep going oh. back and forth off of it, and they get real excited and they like, show me the money. I've never heard anyone say it in a way that made sense to me. So, well. That's our hour, I think. Yeah, we're. I think we're at 58 minutes. Yeah, I think so, too. So when we edit this down slightly, it'll probably be like 57 minutes. Which I'm fine with. I am, too. I think we covered a wide variety of topics. It was a good read. It was kind of like kind of pulling all the stuff that we sort of looked at previously and I had thought about in yeah. this. So we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah, I like it. And it's uh, it's something that we could do. Yes. Uh-huh. And it requires, I mean, where this became, we don't put effort into these yeah. things, but like but our where, actual episodes require a lot of work. And where this came, uh, where this slowed down a little bit, and sometimes where we end up in like weird places, it's this is the kind of thing that having like an active YouTuber Twitch chat, even mildly active, uh, to point you in different weird directions to talk about things. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. So, so give us some feedback if you want. Yeah, or don't. We're going to keep doing these even if you don't, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the point of this is we're doing something because i got to go to Florida. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully everything's going to be all right down there. Yeah, it's, I, well, it'll be what it would it be. Yeah. I saw those pictures now. last night. I, I was looking up some of that stuff, and yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Don't get hit by hurricanes, everyone. Yeah. If you can avoid but uh, you can find us at www.90schmaltz.cool. Or you can email us at 90schmaltz at gmail.com. Correct. And I'm going to cut this short because my wife and my dog are fighting. Wow. Let me know which one wins. I will. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Jerry! Yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother.
Here it is. Show me the money. 